Hi there. Today's quick reminder comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verses 4 to 7, where Jesus says this, I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear the one who, after he has killed, has the authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two cents? Yet not one of them is forgotten before God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear. You are more valuable than many sparrows. The word fear, used several times in this passage, it means literally to be in the state of fearing, in the state of fearing, to be afraid. I know often we try to water this down and make it be something else, but not afraid. Don't be afraid of God. Well, this is exactly what we find in Matthew 17 and verse 6 at the account given to us there on, uh, of Jesus on the, in the, on the Mount of Transfiguration, where it reads this, When the disciples heard this, what was this? It was God's voice. When they heard God, it says here, they fell face down and were extremely afraid. The same word, to fear. Fear is not necessarily a bad thing. I have fear of my table saw. And from this fear, I derive much benefit and productivity. I don't run from it. I don't hide it away. I haven't gotten rid of it. But I have fear of it. Misplaced fear is found here in the context in verse 1 where Jesus begins by saying this, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. And so within the context, he's saying, Do not fear these men. Do not fear man. Proverbs 29 verse 25 says this, The fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. But rightly placed fear is to be in God, according to verse 5, who we find in Scripture to be the provider. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 12, this is the account of Abraham having taken Isaac his son to be sacrificed according to God's instruction. And just as he is about to kill his son, we read, Do not stretch out your hand against the lad, and do nothing to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And then in verse 14, Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it will be provided. God had provided another sacrifice, a substitute sacrifice in that account, and Abraham could see God's provision. So from fear of God, Abraham knows God's provision. But also the fear of God brings about knowledge, wisdom, and discipline. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7, we read this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, 
but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Now, some of you may think that I'm making too much out of this example, but I really think it speaks to the heart of the matter as to fearing God. I was once with a group of believers, and a young man was asked to lead us in prayer. He began the prayer like this, Hey, Jesus! Now, again, maybe you think I'm making too much out of this, but this is not how the Lord has taught us to pray. Instead, he explained it like this, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. We approach him with a proper understanding of who he is. Charlie McCall once said in a sermon that no unbeliever should come into this building and feel comfortable because no believer should come here and feel comfortable. As we together go before a holy God, do we do so with the right understanding of who he is. But listen, there is an assurance for you and me in fearing God. Verses 6 and 7 again read like this, Are not five sparrows sold for two cents? Yet not one of them is forgotten before God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear. You are more valuable than many sparrows. You are precious to him, according to these verses. And again, we find this in Scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, according to John 3.16. We find that we are of value to God. And this fear that is to be ours is not a fear caused by abuse. I had a healthy fear of my earthly father. He was a man who loved me, and I never doubted it. Though there were times when corporal punishment would be a reality for me, I never doubted his love or his care for me. I knew that the punishment came from love. There's a difference between discipline and abuse, as you've heard me talk about before. Therefore, verse 7, it says, do not fear. Now, is this a contradiction from just being told that we are to fear God? Of course not. No, for the one who fears God can truly live afraid of nothing else. Hebrews 13.5 says this, Make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So that we confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Warren Wiersbe says it like this, The fear of God is the fear that conquers all other fears. For the person who truly fears God need fear nothing else. All that men can do is kill the body, but God can condemn the soul. So a simple, quick reminder. Fear God. This has been a quick reminder of the His Hill Podcast. Our regular episodes are 
are posted every Thursday morning. This week, we will be sitting down with, and having a discussion with alumni Kyle Moore, who is our guest speaker this week. So make sure to join us for that. If you need to get in touch with me, please feel free to do so. My email is kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at hishill.org. Thanks for listening. And remember, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus.